Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast on all things magic and pop culture. Little bit of that. Little bit of this, little bit of that. Hey everyone, I'm Liam the daughter. I'm Lori, I'm the mom. Girl. What? What are you drinking today? I'm drinking some, uh, some, I don't know, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> some pumpkin beer. Some pumpkin beer. Yeah, we got a Trader Joe's today. Yeah, it was cheap, guys. If you need some cheap Dude. alcohol, <laughs> off to a great start. Leanne's becoming a wine connoisseur. Yes, I recently discovered wine, so that's what pinky out, you know? Pinky out. I'm feeling fancy. I've got a wine glass. With bats on it. With bats, of course. Sweet. If I'm going to have something fancy, it's going to have something spooky it's on be it. spooky. Um, so, yes. Are this you is, feeling mature? Are you feeling... I'm feeling very adult. Are you? This is a white. <laughs> this is a white. <laughs> I don't know actually, anything yeah, about wine, uh-huh. but well, I like learning. it. Yeah. It tastes good. Yeah. So that's what I'm drinking today. And it wasn't two buck chuck. No, it was four buck chuck via Trader <laughs> Joe's. So thank you, not sponsored. And pretty darn tasty, right? Pretty darn good. Pretty darn tasty. Wow, excellent. I'm drinking, uh, yeah, this stuff. So <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. No complaints. No, no complaints. complaints. I like the graphic on the bottle. You know, that's always I'm, what sells me first. I'm a sucker for if you put a pumpkin on a label, I'll I'll buy it. I'm a sucker for a good graphic. Right? Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. So we did something fun today. We did. So obviously we're going to dress up for Halloween. We are. For that's the podcast. Next week. That's next week. Next week's episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were like racking our brains trying to figure mm-hmm. out what we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And we discovered it. Yeah. We're not going to tell you what we're going to be. No, we're not. But we're going to tell you what we rolled out. What we ro- <laughs> what we ruled out, yeah. Yeah. So now, obviously, next year, we need to plan appropriately. Correct. You know, right? Give ourselves a little more time and creative. Yeah. You know. So, uh, but we, yeah, we can tell you what we ruled out. Yeah. So what we really thought was going to happen were... Mm-hmm. The we were, BGs. We we're going to be the BGs. We we're going to be the BGs. I was going to be Barry. And of, I, of course, if you had any doubts, I was going to be Robin. You were going to be Robin. Um, and we went today to, to Spirit Halloween. To Spirit Halloween to find some chest hair, some chest hair, some medallions, some <laughs> some luscious locks, some <laughs> <laughs> some luscious locks. And when I tell you that some they feathered back bangs. <laughs> Some feathered Robin give hair. No, no, there bush, was none to be found. Bush, this is Bush League. <laughs> bush League. They could not encapsulate that golden goddess that is Robin. <laughs> we could not find a single wig that looked anything like Robin no, gives hair. Nothing. So I was like, "Well, no, we can, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right." That's what I mean. That we need more time. <laughs> So we can create it ourselves Next because year. clearly 
There's not a market for the Gibbs. <laughs> and you're going to be Barry. We have to, talk, be Barry. We have to talk Jake into being Maurice. <laughs> so give us some time. We're going to get there. We need some time. We need some time. Okay. My hair is the closest to Robin's out of all of you. you wow. Listen here. If I'm going to be a Gib, you, gotta bet, be Robin. you bet your ass I'm Robin. Isn't Maurice bald? <laughs> he was. He He's was. Just get a bald cap. <laughs> So we've rolled them out until next year. Right. To be determined. To be it's determined. It's going to happen. Yeah. It could be a couple years in the making. I don't yes. know. Um, then we were like, we should be people from Hocus Pocus. Yes. However, their costumes are kind of intricate. Well, the costumes that they have at the costume store are Bush, oh. Bush League. Oh, also Bush League. <laughs> Bush League. <laughs> Freaking amateur hour. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, Tacky. you know, again, I need time to put something like that together. I agree. Um, I thought Professor Sprouts, again, time is needed. Time is required. Correct. I'm going to need to start planning literally the day after mm-hmm. Halloween on next We're year's need a ensemble. Year. Yep. Um, I said that we should be the Corey's. From yes. the Lost Boys. Yes. Um, but you did not want to do that. No, I, I said we could go as the Frog Brothers, but I, I don't know if a lot of people would have gotten that. I'll respect that. And then I decided that we should have gone as Motley Crue. <laughs> and, you know. Because do you want to, have I said this before? Hmm. I think I have. I have a little bit of a guilty pleasure when i was little i had a little bit of a crush on tommy lee i, I don't want right. to talk about it tommy lee so you could have been tommy lee and i was going to be vince neal like via not not the early days no 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 you know l- latter years current vince neal current, current vince, vince neal yeah yeah and, yeah uh, you could have been nikki six i don't know maybe no no i'm always yeah, tommy lee always tommy i lee. have his entire wardrobe in my closet that's, right now well and kurt cobain's kurt yeah, you could have been kurt cobain i could have been <laughs> Like been Dave Grohl. Oh my god! I could have been Dave Grohl. Hey, He's the coolest dude in the world. He is. That would have been a really Seattle esque. <gasps> yeah. Wow. We really missed an opportunity next year. Next year. Next year. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Pamela Anderson. <laughs> get out of here. Get out. <laughs> Jake's trying to get me to bring up. Uh, remember that? Yes, I do. Okay, I do. <laughs> no need to go any further. No need. <laughs> I'm recall. with you. I get it. <laughs> okay. I was, yeah. I recall it. Just wanted to drop that little nugget. Yep. You take from that what yep. you will. All right. <laughs> so, anywho, mm-hmm. we have we've landed on something. We've landed on that something we think is cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good first year. It is a good it first is year. A good first year. Yep. Take some effort. Yeah. Recognizable. Yes. It's the theme of Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet. Yes. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll have to wait until next week to find and, out. Yeah. And six degrees of, you know, one of your favorite people. So, yeah. Um, I'll Hint. just say this. We've we figured out a way to work <laughs> our favorite person into yet another episode. Yeah. So. And it's not Elvis Presley. So there's only one other person. <laughs> there's only. There can only be one. There can only be one. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So no Motley Crew. Maybe next year. No, rest in peace to that idea. Mm. No, next year the Bee Gees is happening. The Bee Gees, so look out for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I, I could. Like it. I could figure out some chest hair. We'll, we'll get it. We'll so? get there. We'll get there. All right, I, I dig it. I'm going to use my lunchbox as inspo. 
inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hilarious because Jake gets us in the groove when we come in. You he know, does. because literally we are going from the minute we get up in the morning until yeah. and it's like midnight. It's or midnight. It's it's late. It sure is. And so we're, you know, I, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm dragging ass. Are you? <laughs> I'm dragging ass, man. Hey, you, you look know. peppy. You look great. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, Jake tries to, you know, he plays create some, the vibe. We spend about an hour sitting in the, you know, in the Uncle Bob studio and he plays some jams and mm-hmm. we get in the zone mm-hmm. and he really hit the nail on the head this week. He did. Um yeah. Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. Mr. Eddie Murphy. Is apparently the pump up jam. It is the pump up jam. It got me in the mood. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, I like how he plays the videos, too, because, oh, he does. you know, yeah, yeah. a little Rick James in there. And yeah. the, the, the dance moves and the, the outfits. The dance moves, and, and wow. he's just like, oh, Ooh, Eddie, he, he is, he's happy. I would hum it right now, but we don't want to get, you know, so just imagine me going to town on that on that song. Yeah, and you like, maybe we can remake it. I think we should re-record it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think that's a good idea. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I'll be your backup vocalist. So also, oh my god, yeah. So also be on the lookout for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it and you know, in the meantime, please go watch that video because it is so hysterical. great. Some of these videos are so good. Yeah, if you are ever like you're feeling down, you know, the state of the world, it's mm-hmm. kind of a dumpster fire right now. <laughs> go on YouTube and simply type in like. 70s, 80s, oh my God, snow, you know, from the 90s music videos, Mm -hmm. 70s, 80s, 90s music videos, you'll get a laugh. Mm -hmm. You'll Mm -hmm. find something in there. We listened to Teenage Dirtbag by Wheatus. Oh, yeah. That was a great laugh. Right. And then the new Radicals tune. You get what you give. You get what you give. Again. That's like quintessential 90s for me. Anytime I think of 90s music, I always think of that um, that album cover. If, If an alien landed... Mm-hmm. On this planet, and said, "Like I need you to describe the '90s for me," which I don't know why mm-hmm. they would do that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> if I was an Maybe. alien, that's what I'd yeah. want to learn about. What's happening um, in the '90s? I would say go and watch the new Radicals. You get what you give. Music yeah. video, yeah, really sums it up. Yes, I like it. <laughs> yes. Oh, music! It's such a great thing. It's such a great thing. <laughs> it is. It really is. Well, I love it. That was beautiful. I know. Let me take a sip of my wine. Let me write that down. Oh, no. Yeah, so uh, what are we talking about today? You want Girl? me to jump right in? It's spooky time, so you know we're staying spooky. It is Halloween. All right, I am doing Carrie. <gasps> I love that movie. How do you feel about that? I love it. Yes, I'm doing Miss the Sissy movie. Spacek? Yes. Wonderful. Sissy yes. Spacek. Okay, I'm doing the 1976 movie. So, oh, so it was a book, mm-hmm. and then there's been remakes. Mm-hmm. So I am focusing on the original movie that was released November 3rd, 1976. Um, and it is a horror slash drama. Mm-hmm. Interesting, November 3rd, so after Halloween. I know. I thought that too. I'm like, wow, you really you you missed know, the boat. They're trying to By carry on. Three days. They're trying to carry on spooky season, which I respect. I like that. Yeah. So it was directed by Brian De Palma. Oh, Brian De Palma. And yeah. I'm just going to give a little. Uh, there are so many names and terms that I'm mm-hmm. going to butcher. I love it. So look out for that. You're the best at it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do it. You know what I mean? As long as there's no math. <laughs> 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 you know, fuck you. <laughs> 
I get it. I'm not good at math. We know that now. <laughs> Shit. No, there's no math involved. <laughs> but there is science, so I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Science plus wine. I don't know. I don't Stay know. tuned. <laughs> okay, so this is based on the novel by Stephen King, mm-hmm. which we love Stephen King yes, here. Okay. This is his first published novel. Oh, really? It's Carrie. Did you know I did, that? I did not know that. I didn't know that either until I did my research. Wow. And this is also the first movie adaptation. Really? Yes. Well, that's awesome. I know. Cool, right? So the tagline for the film is, if you've got a taste for terror, take Carrie to the prom. Ooh. Yeah. It's got a good cast, too. Yes. Speaking of, okay, I, I gave you a warning because this is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. So it is starring Sissy Spacek mm-hmm. as Carrie White, mm-hmm. Piper Laurie. Piper Laurie. Oh, nailed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, we know her from Twin Peaks. She, and also the faculty. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Nailed it. Okay. She is a Carrie White's mother, Margaret White. Mm-hmm. She really does good in this. She does. She's, Everyone she's, does. She's very scary. She's terrifying. <laughs> um, we've got William Cat as Tommy Ross. I freaking love him. You got a crush on Great, him? Greatest American hero. Talk about some feathered hair. Dude, he had the curls. Luscious he locks. He had the golden locks. Woo. But he was the greatest American hero. He was. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've got Nancy Allen as Krish. Nope. <laughs> what? Krish. <laughs> Chris Harginson. Uh-huh. 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 Close. No cigar. <laughs> Not close. We've got Mr. John Travolta. Oh, Mr. John Travolta. And this was his first movie. Was it? it after was. Welcome Back Hotter. Yes. So as, after he was gaining some popularity from that, this was after his Boy first movie. Boy in the movie. Bubble. Yes. Oh, that was made for television. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently she knows all of John Travolta's career. Mm -hmm. He was Billy Nolan. Yes. We've got Amy Irving as Sue Snell. Mm -hmm. We've got Betty Buckley as Miss Collins, the gym teacher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Betty Buckley. Miss Betty Buckley. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Bringing back the memories. Uh, So here is the rundown Mm -hmm. of Carrie. Mm Mm-hmm. It opens at a high school gym class volleyball game. Carrie White uh, misses the ball once it's passed to her and everyone's being a total douchebag. And you're going to hear me say the term douchebag a trillion times (laughs) throughout this. They were so mean to her. They, I said that to Jake when we started watching it. I'm like, God damn, they were so mean to her in this story. It's so funny because really when you look at bullying at that, you know, it was acceptable. Mm. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just like, oh, they're just Whatever. kids being kids. And, you know, how now it's more in the forefront and that's it unacceptable be, yeah. behavior. But it really messes people up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think that that's like the main yeah. story Takeaway. of this. Yeah. yeah. Is hello. Um, so they're all being really rude to her. They tell her to go eat shit. Mm-hmm. Um, they call her something like creepy carry creepy carry yeah so in the locker room after the game um everyone's giggling and goofing off with each other except for carrie she's Mm -hmm. all alone Mm -hmm. okay um as she's taking a shower to insanely ridiculous flute music like i'm talking this opening scene some ron burgundy flute music yes i'm like (laughs) just come on out ron burgundy with your flute (laughs) with the shania (laughs) 
Like it's logical. It's, she's like washing herself. There's some problematic things in this movie, as there are with pretty much everything that came mm-hmm. out in like the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like washing herself with soap, and she's supposed to be a teenager, and we're like looking at her naked. I don't know. Yeah. It's awkward. I'm uncomfortable. So it's like they're in the changing room, and they all have to shower after gym class. Correct. Yeah. But as a viewer, I'm like, Sh- this is uncomfy. Mm-hmm. I'm uncomfy. <laughs> But whatever. And they're just playing like, you know, really Mm. heavenly flute music in the background. I'm like, I'm confused. (laughs) What's happening here? Anyway, Carrie is showering. Okay. um, And she notices blood dripping down her leg. Mm -hmm. So she becomes very frightened. And it's clear that she doesn't know. Right. What this is. Yeah. So a lot of times I've had conversations with people like, why did they have to show that? Because we actually went and saw a play. Oh, we're going to talk about that. But, you know, it is important to, you know, bring up that she clearly was not getting any education at home about life. Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's part of the the thing here is Mm -hmm. that she's very sheltered. Mm -hmm. um, And we'll get into that a little bit. But so the blood is dripping down her leg. She clearly does not know that it is her period. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, She thinks that something is wrong. As like, so imagine you have absolutely no idea. Yeah, the, the menstrual cycle is a thing. Yeah, um, and you, you just think you're dying. You think you're dying. Right. So she runs to the other girls in the locker room for help, and of course they're absolutely wretched to her. And they start throwing pads and tampons at her, telling her to plug it up, mm-hmm. like screaming at her, "Plug it up, plug yeah. it up!" Right. So interjection to make this <laughs> really sad story a little less sad. So I had a dear friend who uh, I've been friends with since you know high school. Who was in a musical? Oh my gosh! <laughs> which Carrie? It, it was, was Carrie, the, Carrie musical. the musical. Um, at a small little playhouse where I grew up, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, absolutely, we'll come see you." Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this, which I doubt you are, but I'm so sorry. It was horrible. <laughs> okay, but I want to. I want to preface the worst. We took my grandmother. Oh my lord! Who was a very prim and proper, you know conservative conservative lady yeah we'll just put it that way the the key point is to make is that they had brought carrie into the into this time period correct so they were trying to but so anywho we had front row seats front because we're there to see my friend right we're there to support of course and there with conservative grandparents put that in your melon Mm -hmm. put that in the old cavesa during this scene (laughs) when blood is dripping you know they start throwing bloody tampons into the the audience and my grandmother just looks mortified mortified she we left and she's like how uncouth Which was fantastic. I'm like, hey, priceless. You did that a great was, job, guys. Hey, even though the play sucked ass, it was, it was completely worth it. Worth every single second. <laughs> so to the cast of Carrie the Musical, you did it. Cheers. Congrats. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Anyway, back to the story. Mm-hmm. In Carrie's panic. Okay, so... Everyone's yelling at her to plug it up. She's like on the ground, mm-hmm. freaking out because she doesn't know what's going on. The gym teacher comes over uh, to try to console her, and she's literally like having a panic attack. Yeah. And we notice that a light bursts mm-hmm. and glass shatters. Mm-hmm. Okay. So keep that in, in mind. 
Right here. Yep. Uh-huh. Foreshadowing. In the forefront. <laughs> okay. The principal calls her into the office to send her home. And he's also a douchebag. Take a sip mm. every time I say douchebag. Let's see, call her Cassie. <laughs> yep. He keeps calling her Cassie. Yeah. And she's like, my name is Carrie, and he keeps calling her Cassie. Yeah. So clearly, no one pays attention to this girl. Mm-hmm. Everyone's mean to her. She's mm-hmm. weird. She's the freak. Mm-hmm. And she's just like a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Um, so we notice, again, that as he keeps calling her Cassie, and he's like patronizing the shit out of her, mm-hmm. she makes his ashtray, which is weird, that mm-hmm. people could smoke. Oh my gosh, yeah. I know, like he was smoking in the principal's office. I think we okay. just talked about this last week. I said, it is absolutely so weird to see people smoking in like movies. Like in public places and yeah. stuff. I know, it's odd. Yeah, in restaurants and, yeah. So she's focusing on his ashtray and mm. then she makes it shatter and fall off the table. Mm. Again, foreshadowing. Nobody thinks that's weird. I know, no. <laughs> no one pays any attention to it. I would have been like, what the shit was the that? Hell just happened. Oh, no. So she's walking home. Um, again, you hear people calling her Creepy Carrie, like you said. Um, this little kid on a bike is like, Creepy Carrie, oh Creepy Carrie. And yeah. she like flings him off the bike. Right. <laughs> Do you think bitch. she's aware at that point that, that that's her doing that? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. she's getting, she's catching mm-hmm. on. Um, so we are introduced to her mother, Mrs. White. Uh, she is super religious. Wow. Um, she is sharing pamphlets Mm. with her neighbors on saving children, 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 (laughs) children, (laughs) (laughs) on saving children through the cross in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, she seems very passionate i will put it that way yes okay Uh, yeah correct um so back at home carrie obviously seems scared of the mother well sure correct because she's a little intense doesn't she lock her in a closet if she doesn't well, uh, oh, you're jumping ahead shut the at hell this up. point she wasn't in the closet oh yet. sorry <laughs> This point, out of the closet. She was just sharing she pamphlets. Was, okay, okay, gotcha. Oh, damn it. So anyway. Sorry, my bad. Uh, she ends up smacking Carrie over the head with a Bible once she learns that Carrie got her period, right? Because the school yeah. calls uh-huh. her house yeah. and says, hey, this happened like, today. what the hell? You didn't talk to her about that Correct. shit? Correct. Um, this happened today. And she ends up smacking her over the head and saying like, well you know, now sin is going to enter your body because mm-hmm. you got your period. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also take a sip <laughs> every time I say period. <laughs> okay. Um. So again, it's obvious that Carrie was never taught about this because mm-hmm. she keeps saying like, why didn't you tell me? Like I thought that something yeah. was wrong with me. I and the mother is correct. The mother is just awful. She's a douchebag, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, She then drags her into the closet, thank you for that, um, and locks her in there until she recites Bible verses and and is, you know, Mm -hmm. saved enough to come out. Right. Okay, once she is let out, Carrie is crying to herself in the mirror, and the mirror shatters. Mm -hmm. So again, obviously something is going on here with Carrie when she focuses her energy on something. We're noticing things happening. Mm Mm-hmm. So the next day, we're introduced to Tommy Ross. Oh, I just love him. I know. I like his character. Um, He's a football player. He's, I have written here, number one hunk. 
He doesn't look like the quintessential football player. I don't know. He's he's wearing a ring. He's wearing a pinky ring. <laughs> <laughs> Only you would notice that. I know. A when I was watching, ring? I was like, oh, you got a pinky ring. <laughs> he must be hot shit. <laughs> That's how I know. He's got, you know, Barry Gibb-esque luscious locks. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god, we could have been Carrie and Tommy Ross. Oh my god, we could have. God. Oh, that powder blue uh Suits. tux that he wears. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mwah. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I have written here of luscious locks. Yeah, it. He does have some luscious locks. Um in class, a poem is read of mm-hmm. Tommy Ross's and Carrie seems to like it and says it's beautiful and Carrie Mm. never speaks Mm. so for her to speak up and say wow that was beautiful is Mm. very you know she seems to like Tommy Ross Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) did you hear me (laughs) just like snorted ignore that (laughs) moving along okay so meanwhile the girls from the gym class that were torturing her with the plug it up okay Mm -hmm. are being lined up by the gym teacher um, she wants to expel them all from prom mm-hmm. for what they did to Carrie. Yeah. But the principal, who was a man, let me just put that. Mm-hmm. A <laughs> uh, man. A man uh, decided that one week's detention is fine. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, punishment for skipping detention is refusal of their prom tickets. Whoa. <laughs> Wow. Holy shit. Am I the only one? Like, prom? I didn't give a shit about prom. Me either. Okay. As a matter of fact, my mother forced me to go to prom, and I did not want to. I went with a dear friend who had a girlfriend, and I ended up sitting alone the Mm -hmm. entire night. So, like, it just... What? I'm like, oh my god, no, prom yep. tickets, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, I guess it's a big deal to some people. I guess it is. <laughs> my I mother like made me bitch. go. She's like, you'll regret it for the rest of your life if you don't go. I don't think I would have. I like, mean, I went with a friend, but... I know. Yeah, was, We're just not those could, people. Yeah, I could have given a shit less. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it would have been like, oh my god, you're expelling me from my prom. <laughs> Sad. Sad. <laughs> oh, we're awful. Okay, so the lead bitch of the group, okay, uh, I'm just going to yeah. say There's it. always one. There's She's always one. awful. Her name is Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, she is, like, standing up to the gym teacher saying, like, mm, no, I'm not going to do this detention mm-hmm. thing. Um, and she, <laughs> the gym teacher just socks her in the face. That was great. <laughs> I like that. This is, like, a common theme in this movie. People just, sh- this She's girl like, specifically keeps I getting punished in the face. You. I'm like, oh, my God. Did um, you have one of those in your class? What? One of those. Main bitches? Main bitches. I think everyone I does. I think there's one in every. I think that's part of this story. Do you is still that- remember yours? I do. I do, too. Yeah. I think everyone can relate mm-hmm. to every character in this movie, which is part of my lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. Anyway, this girl, Chris gets expelled mm-hmm. prom taken away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the other girls, Sue, who is Tommy's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Feels badly for how they treated Carrie. Mm-hmm. She decides that Tommy should take Carrie to the prom instead of her. And I think that she's genuinely like yeah. being nice. Right. She's like, I feel bad. Carrie, you know, mm-hmm. no one's going to ask Carrie to the prom. We kind of tortured her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Please take her to the prom. Mm-hmm. And he agrees to do so. Mm. so. Under duress or no? No. I mean, he yeah. seems kind of like, okay. if this is what you want me to do, okay. Like, he, I genuinely feel like Tommy's character mm-hmm. is like, he's, he's just a, a nice he's guy. He's a good guy. Right. All right. 
Um, so flash to Carrie. She's in the library and she's looking up books on psychic abilities and abilities mm. of the mind. Mm-hmm. So she obviously knows something's something's up. Something is a muck. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are games afoot here, madam. Correct. She chooses a book called "The Secret Science Behind Miracles" and mm-hmm. learns about telekinesis. Would that actually have been in any of our libraries? Probably not. In the school library, bitch? Hell no. Absolutely not. Anyway, telekinesis is the ability to move or cause changes in objects by force of the mind. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love that. (laughs) So, okay, Tommy Ross comes to talk to her in the library and asks her to prom. She's mortified and she runs away, which I can relate. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to burp there for a second. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. She's obviously like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you asking me to the prom? I'm like the resident freak. Yeah. She probably thought they were playing a joke. Well, she did. She says that. Um, She tells the gym teacher who she seems to confide in a little bit that he, she, she thinks that he's trying to trick her. Mm -hmm. Um, But the gym teacher convinces her to go and have a good time. But the gym teacher makes sure to go and grill Tommy and Sue and say, mm-hmm. like, why are yeah. you asking her to the prom? Yeah. Um, but it seems legit, mm-hmm. and so they let mm-hmm. it slide. Um, the date is on. Mm-hmm. Tommy and Carrie are going to the prom. Awesome. Okay. Carrie tells her mother. Oh, boy. And the mother freaks the fuck out. <laughs> She started, like, hitting herself in the head or something? Yeah, she throws drinks on Carrie. She tries to force her into the closet. But, don't you know, don't Carrie's forget like, that Carrie has now read a little bit about telekinesis mm-hmm. and she knows what's up. Mm-hmm. So she makes it known to the mother that she could fuck her shit up real quick. <laughs> I will fuck you up. <laughs> Try me, bitch. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the mother calls her a witch, you know, mm-hmm. you've got the demon in you, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she's like, stuff is going to change around here. And she like shuts you her up. You get in the closet now, bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so meanwhile, Billy, who's played by John Travolta, mm-hmm. uh, Billy is Chris's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, Him and his gaggle of douchebags take a drink. Not the sharpest crayon in the box. <laughs> No, none of them are too bright. (laughs) You catching my drift? Okay. Um, They are all just, you know, they don't really offer an explanation. They're all at a farm and they kill a bunch of pigs, which to me. Hello, PETA. (laughs) PETA. Ring, ring. (laughs) Um, It's very disturbing. Obviously, it's fake. But, you know. They seem to have something planned for prom night. Because mm-hmm. remember, mm-hmm. Chris has been expelled from prom mm-hmm. and she's not happy about right. it. And she blames Carrie White. Because I'm sure she was going to be the prom queen. I'm sure she was. You know. <laughs> Awful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So flash forward to prom night. Okay. Mom, Carrie's mom still being a little nutty. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's cheese off the cracker. I think she was born with the cheese off the cracker. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it was ever on the cracker. I mean, no offense, but, you know. Okay, Tommy comes to pick her up, and they're off to the prom. 
Tommy is being really nice to her. Oh, he is. Um, and she looks so pretty. She looks gorgeous. And Tommy's being so nice. And he says, do you want to like come out with us and hang out after? And I feel like he's genuinely like it's not mm-hmm. an act. He's being mm-hmm. sweet and being yeah. nice to her. And he's trying to show her a good time. And I think he kind of is starting to like her. I think he kind of starts to like her. So they, they dance <sighs> and he kisses her. And <laughs> there's this montage where they're spinning in a damn circle. Oh. For 19 years. Yeah. And it's kind of like her head is just like spinning. She's just so. She's on cloud. She's on cloud nine. She's on cloud. She's on a cloud. TM. She's on cloud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Trademark. Yeah. You can tell she's just like she's never been accepted by people. And she's finally like, oh, maybe Mm -hmm. I can start, you know, Mm -hmm. having friends and ugh. I can't. It makes me so sad. Uh, He kisses her. He makes her feel very special. Yeah. Okay. They end up, so Carrie and Tommy end Mm. up whimming. Whimming? (laughs) They end up whimming. (laughs) It was a whimmer. (laughs) Shut it. They they end up winning (laughs) from King and Queen. Yeah, but why? It was rigged. It was rigged. By John Travolta. And what's her name? The damn pieces of shit. <laughs> the damn pieces. The douchebags. The douchebags. Douche Take a sip. Yeah. Um, she's having her moment. They go up on mm. stage. They're, you know, prom king and queen. And she's like looking at him like, I hate oh this my part. God. It's, def- it's actually it devastating. Yeah. So then you notice mm-hmm. that there is a bucket. Of remember when I said that they were randomly at a farm killing pigs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, there's a bucket of pig's blood dangling above Carrie's head. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, the douchebag, mm-hmm. pulls the string and down it goes, spilling blood all over Carrie. Yeah, and then the bucket drops and knocks Tommy the fuck out. Does it kill him though? So I don't know because I was, I always wondered this. Like, did the bucket kill him or does what happens next kill him? I think that Carrie Fuck. thinks that the bucket, like, that, that Tommy is gone. Yeah. Because that's what really sends her into, mm-hmm. uh, she's like, oh, you done pissed me off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So imagine that she's kind of liking Tommy. She, you know, is totally embarrassed. The bucket comes and knocks him out. Everyone's laughing at her, which is something her mom said to her. They're all going to laugh at you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Devastating. Mm -hmm. She has reached her boiling point. Girl Mm -hmm. has had enough. Mm -hmm. And you have to remember, like, I'm summing it up. They have tortured the shit out of this girl. Yeah. Like, there's graffiti everywhere. Oh my god. god. Get it together. (laughs) Graffiti everywhere. (laughs) There's graffiti everywhere that says like Carrie Wright burning. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Hawaiian dude. (laughs) Shit. Carrie Wright. All right, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Carrie's right. Carrie right. Carrie wrong. <laughs> Carrie's right. I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> that was a good one. It was rich. <laughs> it's the wine. <laughs> Let me take another sip. 
We got this. We got this. All right. <sighs> okay. Go, girl. You have to remember that they've been torturing the shit out of this girl, right? Mm-hmm. There's graffiti every. <laughs> every oh my God. <laughs> Can we get an interpreter in here? <laughs> Why can't I say that word? <sighs> There's graffiti everywhere saying like Carrie White burn in hell mm-hmm. and creepy Carrie. And so she's obviously like mm-hmm. the pit of every joke. Yeah. Right. Right. So she has. Absolutely had enough. Mm -hmm. And she pops the fuck off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't know how else to say it. She loses her mind. She loses her mind. Obviously, her power is propelled by anger. Correct. So, keep in mind, she's been reading about telekinesis. Mm -hmm. She knows that she's got some juice. Mm -hmm. And once she thinks that Tommy is dead and, you know, she's being laughed at, she's like, fuck it, man. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, like... I'm going to burn this bitch down. I'm going to take it down. Yeah. She locks all of the doors mm-hmm. to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, she grabs a fire hose and she starts pelting everyone with water. Yep. Um, and a fire breaks out and she electrocutes people. And this is all with her mind, mm-hmm. all telekinetically. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts a fire. I feel like it is one of the coolest horror movie scenes Mm -hmm. is that that scene when she starts like losing it she loses her mind yeah has wouldn't you absolutely that's kind of the point right everybody has their breaking point correct and she has reached her as man and she's taken everyone out Mm -hmm. in my opinion like she takes the gym teacher out who was nice to her i know but again it's like that everybody's against you she thinks that everyone that this was planned yeah. That everyone is against her. Mm-hmm. And again, wouldn't you kind of sure, think that? Sure. Um, so she walks out of the gym mm-hmm. as it's like set on fire. So burning everyone's to going down. Mm-hmm. And Chris and Billy, who were some, you know, somehow made it out, mm-hmm. try to hit her with their, with car. their car. And she's like, mm, no, no. <laughs> and she flips the car yeah. and she catches it on fire. Mm-hmm. So everyone gone, gone, except Amy Irving. Except Sue, mm-hmm. who, you know, kind of had the best intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she arrives home, she tries to find comfort in her mother, who, mm-hmm. as you can guess. Yeah. No, no. No, wasn't um, given it. Right. She basically says that she should have killed Carrie before she was even born mm-hmm. because she was created out of sin. So she basically goes on this diatribe about how she really wanted to make love to mm-hmm. Carrie's father, mm-hmm. but they weren't married, mm-hmm. so that was sinful. But they right. did it anyway. Mm-hmm. So Carrie was born out of lust mm-hmm. and sin. So obviously she was going to mm-hmm. be influenced by the devil. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> clearly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she then literally stabs Carrie in the back. Mm-hmm. Which, With a pair of scissors, yeah. Go figure. In my opinion, it's like that yeah. was so like obviously she's gonna stab Carrie in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carrie, who survives the stab, um, ends up stabbing the mother multiple times. Yeah, that was a great scene. Great scene, uh, flinging like knives at every, her every kitchen utensil. Right, and she ends up kind of in the position that Jesus is in on the cross yep. because keep in mind that she was mm-hmm. very you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she then crumbles the house mm-hmm. on top of both of them. Mm-hmm. So they both die. Perish. Correct. Yes. And that is really the end of Carrie. Yeah. The only yeah. survivor is, what's her name? Sue. Sue. Amy Irving. 
Correct. Sue. Uh, everyone else is a goner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she takes them all out, bitch. Yeah. And she goes on to star in a little movie called Cross- Crossing Delancey. Okay, great. <laughs> Thank you for that. I have, to t- I have to tell you about it every time. I knew you'd come in with the, the whole career of every member of this movie. Um, so, that's Carrie. Great. Okay, so. It's such a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. I'm not going to lie. I've not read the book. It's crushing. Yeah. It's very, it's so sad. I hear that the book is very different. Um, I mean, still obviously the yeah. same. Stephen King has come out and said that um, the director was more artistic with this than he was in the book. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's very different. So right. I would like to read mm-hmm. the book, especially seeing as how it's his first. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's interesting. Um, so the lesson here, telekinesis slash psychokinesis. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously the ability to move or uh, influence things with your mind. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's first mention is in, are you ready for me to butcher things? I promise I'm not trying to be like offensive. I just don't know how to pronounce things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ready? First mention is in the Sanskrit epic. Oh no. Okay. Mahabharata. (laughs) Okay. Okay. A for effort. I'll give you an A for effort. Thank you. Okay, the key character, Shakuni, mm-hmm. don't know if I'm saying that right, telekinetically manipulates dice to alter the outcome of a game. Okay. Okay. Um, a lot of people say that Jesus mm-hmm. had telekinetic powers because he changed water into wine and he healed people mm-hmm. with his mind, which is apparently a part of psychokinesis. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Merlin. Of course. The wizard mm-hmm. was telekinetic. Right. Um, automatic writing, spoon ah. bending. Ooh. And are you ready for you this? That's on my bucket list. Ectoplasm <laughs> are often put under the same umbrella as telekinesis. Mm. Did you know that ectoplasm is like a thing? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was just that one person. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. when I was reading this, I was like, oh, no, ectoplasm oh, no. has come up again. <laughs> ectoplasm makes Here a comeback. Here we are. <laughs> oh, my God. And again, once again, I say that ain't ectoplasm, but, you know, do your thing. <laughs> so fraud among magicians seem to put any real evidence of telekinesis to rest. And funny enough, Harry Houdini is entering the chat oh, again. All right. Because he debunked mm-hmm. a bunch of. We were also thinking about being Harry and and, and Sir uh, Arthur Conan. That would have been a good yeah. one. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> that would have been rich. Um, so he comes in again because he debunked mm-hmm. a lot of people who said they had telekinetic powers, and it kind of put it to rest. For a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the 1930s, it shifted from a supernatural phenomenon to a more scientific one. Okay. Okay. So American parapsychologist J.B. Rhine began conducting experiments in 1934 and discovered that a gambler uh, could affect dice with his mind. Hmm. Like this, like he actually conducted experiments. Okay. Okay. Um, six hundred and fifty thousand experiments were done. 
Okay. And although the results were mixed, they suggested that psychokinesis was possible. Interesting. Right. Uh, More studies were done in the 70s. In 1984, the U.S. Army Research Institute conducted experiments to see if they could utilize psychokinesis as a weapon, which if you listen to our Stranger Things episode, Mm -hmm. it kind of ties back to that, uh, where they can, you know, use their melons. Use the melone. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And in 1991, a Nobel Prize winner named Brian... Josephon, I don't know, uh, proposed that telekinesis could be explained with quantum physics. And I'm not even mm, going, as I, as I couldn't do simple math, I'm not even going to try. Quantum physics, not quantum your bag. physics, <laughs> over the head. I'm over not going to try to explain that mm-hmm. to you. But okay. Yeah, <laughs> if I you take from that what you will. Right. Um, essentially, it was determined that a person could manipulate uh, gravitational fields by disrupting the atoms and neutrons of an object. Like, this was proved through really? studies. Interesting. Yes. Um, so the theory oh. is that, you know, the, the age-old thing, like, that 90% of the brain is not utilized. Right. Is that if you can tap, tap into, into that, that mm-hmm. you could do these you things. You can maybe. I completely agree with that. Is there any, like, have you found any cases of, like, real people? I mean, these cases that I was talking about, about the the dice. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but it took like many, many, like what did I say, six hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. experiments. So it's kind of like when we talked about, um, oh, what was the movie that I love that I did? But we were talking about the Xenar cards, mm. mm-hmm. the gift, the gift, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of like doing that to try to tap. Yeah. Into. So from what I have researched, it was kind of like. You know, little things like that mm-hmm. where you could maybe manipulate a dice mm-hmm. or you can manipulate something to go a certain way. That mm-hmm. was tested to be possible, but like the theatrical things of like Carrie, you know, yeah. taking a fire hose and right. no, there's right. nothing there that mm-hmm. from what I have researched. Spoon so, bending. I always find that so spoon interesting. Spoon bending is one of them. Yes. Yeah, so that is my lesson there. It is kind of a real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Side notes, the cheesy 70s jams in this movie are... Do tell. Oh, my God. There's just, like, flute, Uh, (laughs) instrumentals, and just very funky, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, when they're at the prom. Oh, good stuff. Some funky jams. Um, Love the dancing. You know, I love my color theory. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of that in this. Mm -hmm. And if you're into that, I would urge you to investigate that a little bit. They use red a lot, obviously, Mm -hmm. with the blood. Right. Um, Great cinematography. Yeah. Um, Bates High School is the name of the the school. Only in the movie, not in the book. And that is a nod to Psycho. Of course. Right. Of course. Um, And the score... Of mm-hmm. the movie is very similar to Psycho's. The interesting, you know, yeah. I'm not going to do it, but yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a remake of the movie in 2013, which I have not seen in a while, but I remember yeah. not being mad at. I remember liking it. No, it it had some uh, very uh, applause worthy moments. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure you're going to do that. I might at some point. I thought it had some. Uh, I, I was imp- I was impressed with some of that. <laughs> yeah, and Amy Irving makes a, a 
You know, a cameo. Yeah, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. So yeah, I'm that's not my big sh- into remakes, but I I wasn't mad at that. I know. So that's my spiel on Carrie. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a fantastic movie. I think it's obviously there's a lesson there. Like, don't be a bully. I mean, right. I feel like I don't even have to say that. Like, just I mean, don't be a douchebag. I don't. Is anybody really mad at ever at Carrie White? No. It's like, dude, I would have burned those bitches down no, too. As I was reading, I was like, oh, was she supposed to be the villain? Because. I don't when think I so. watched it growing up, I'm like, she's not the villain. I but. don't think so. And I think there is really, I mean, obviously that goes to the extreme, but it really is a lot to be said about how it bubbles in someone when they are continuously bullied and continuously made to feel less than and not part of. And it's like, just don't do that shit. No, be nice to people. Be nice to people. Plain and simple. Be nice to people. Yeah, plain and simple. And that is our lesson with Carrie. Be nice to people. Be fucking nice. Yeah. Laura said it. Yeah. So um, that is Carrie. Mm -hmm. That is my spiel. And now we have to take a pause for a word from our sponsor. Yay, our first sponsor. Up top. Woo, girl. Right on. This episode is sponsored by Podcorn, a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. When Uncle Bob's wanted to start monetizing, we didn't even know where to start. We knew we wanted to be paired with brands we truly believe in while maintaining complete creative control over our episodes. We stumbled across Podcorn and felt instantly at ease. This service is made for podcasts of all sizes. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. You can contact sponsors directly and set your own rates, choosing the best collaborative fit for you. You'll never give up any rights to your podcast and will always maintain full control over how and when you monetize. Added bonus, the platform is totally user-friendly and easy to navigate. Listen up, folks. There are very few people on this planet as terrible with technology as I am, and I had no trouble making my way through Podcorn's marketplace. If I can do it, anyone can. So, if you're a podcaster looking for sponsorship opportunities, other podcasts to collaborate with, or interview segments, make sure to check out the link in our show notes to begin your search today. And I'm jumping on in. Jump on in. All right. Well, last week we had, uh, I don't know, you posted something on the social media and we had on some- On the social media. On the old social media, you know, that computer thing that you do. Mm-hmm. The um, interwebs. The interwebs. And, uh, so, you know, we had some banter and we found out that there was something that the two of us did not know about. I'm upset. I don't know how the frick that's even possible. Agreed. And it's called the Halloween tree. The Halloween tree? That sounds like I wrote it. I know. And I do not know how this escaped us. I do not either. know. I'm a little upset about it. <sighs> I feel like I failed. This was highly requested. It was highly requested. Yeah. I had never seen it. had never heard of it in my entire life. And neither have you. And we are like we live Halloween 365. So the Halloween, so of course I had to do it. We had to investigate. We had to watch it. And we, and this is what I'm doing this week. Do it. All right. So the Halloween tree, 1993. (gasps) The year I was born. I know. What a great year. It's considered an animated fantasy and drama TV movie. Now, you know, I had to be like curious if I'm doing a cartoon. Correct. Right. So uh, produced by (gasps) Hanna-Barbera. 
Yes. Love it. We just talked about them. We just talked about Hanna-Barbera. And uh, 70-minute runtime. So, you know, not bad. It wasn't, you know, most cartoons were like 30 minutes. Right. So a little longer. Uh, It's based on Ray Bradbury's 1972 novel by the same name. Mm. And stars... Uh, Ray Bradbury as the narrator and Mr. Leonard Nimoy, who was Dr. Spock, Spock. Spock. Uh, as Mr. Munshroud. Munshroud. Yes, it premiered. It premiered on October 2nd, 1993 and is often featured on the Cartoon Network during the Halloween season. How the fuck have I never seen this? I do not know. In 1994, it was nominated and won an Emmy for Outstanding Writing in an Animated Program. What? I know. Okay. All right. (sighs) I'm upset, but okay, continue. All right. So the premise is the story of trick-or-treating children who learn about the origins and influences Halloween when one of their friends is spirited away by mysterious forces. Okay. His name is Joe Pipkin. (laughs) Joe Pipkin. Mm, Love it. Yeah, so they're all getting ready and putting on their Halloween costumes because they love Halloween, and they're all going trick-or-treating, and their friend Pip, that's what they call him, is, you know, the ringleader of the whole thing, and and he doesn't show up. And so they go to his house, and he's being put into an ambulance because apparently he has to have his appendix appendix out. His (laughs) His appendix. (laughs) Say that one more time. His appendix. His appendix. (laughs) His independence. His appendix. appendix out. God dang it. Honestly, a dark turn for a cartoon. When, because like it's a little dark. It's a little dark. Yeah, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna lie about it. (laughs) It's a little dark. So uh, we have Joe Pipkin, Pip, and then Jenny, and she's dressed up as a witch for Halloween. Mm -hmm. Um, We have Ralph, who is a mummy, and Wally is dressed up as a monster, and then we have Tom, who is dressed up as a skeleton. Tom. Yeah, so when they realize that their friend has been wheeled away in the ambulance, he tells them to go on without him, and they just think he's playing a hoax, like, uh, because, you know, mm. Halloween is his his deal, so it's probably just a trick, and so they decide to follow the ambulance, and they decide to take a shortcut and go through the eerie woods, and, you know, they got to go down this huge ravine, and mushrooms are talked about, I don't know. <laughs> It's like, what? Um, Take a little trip, guys? No. I know. But uh, when Jenny takes her bike down the Erie Ravine, it reminds me of uh, Vin Diesel and Triple X when he goes down that railing (laughs) (laughs) on a a cookie sheet. (laughs) Remember? You are the only human being that would connect that. that Halloween treat of Vin Diesel on a cookie sheet. Stop it Dude, right now. Dude, when he slid down that um, railing on a cookie sheet in Triple X, I was like, what the shit? This is not possible. <laughs> That's taking these special effects a little too. <laughs> I did not know how we got here. 
<laughs> because that's what it reminded me of. Like her her bicycle went completely <laughs> straight down. No, not possible. Love it. Okay. Excellent. Right. So they end up at this in, you know, they go through the spooky woods and they end up at this haunted house. And they meet this man who is creepy as shit. <laughs> and he tells them that his name is Carapace Clavicle Munchound. Clavicle? Like, where the heck did that name come from? <laughs> man, yeah. And he's scary looking. He's got a, And yeah. he's just kind of, yeah, he's got a huge <laughs> nose and chin. I don't know. And he's, like, bald. But, like, he's just weird looking. <laughs> Anyway, he is kind of, he's upset and he tells them that, you know, they've interrupted his work and they go outside and there's this huge pumpkin tree um, and they see their friend Pip climbing up the tree. I'm not going to give everything away. But anyway, they decide to go on this adventure with Mr. Munchound and they're going to visit. They're going to go through time. They're looking for their friend Pip who's like escaped into the mystery world and they're going to find him, but they're going to travel through and kind of figure out like, he wants to know like why they're wearing these costumes and do they even know what it means? Well, yeah. He like points out like, do you even know why you're dressed as a skeleton? Do you even know why you're dressed as a witch? And they're like, huh? And why are these things considered scary? (laughs) Why do you dress up as them for Halloween? Right, Right. Exactly. So they end up taking this adventure one to find their friend, but two to kind of, Teach them the origins of Halloween, which I think is a very cool take. Adorable. On, you know, on the Halloween tradition. So um, the first stop is in ancient Egypt. And Ralph is dressed as a mummy. And they learn of the Feast of Ghosts, which is held by many cultures, really to honor those who have passed, generally occurring after the harvest between August and November. So in, in this instance, they actually exhume the bodies and right. s- and sit them at the table for dinner. Have a little have a little right. munch. Have a little munch. But it kind of goes into, you know, where mummies come from right. and why there's mummification, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? So it kind of goes into that a little bit. So I was looking up, I found it interesting because really when we go talk about herbalism, which, you know, obviously I love plants, there's a lot of plants that were used in the mummification process. So um, cinnamon, myrrh, lavender, cedar, peppermint, um, and rose. So all used in the mummification process. Hmm, That's cool. I just thought interesting, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. So after they leave ancient Egypt, they end up going to Stonehenge. Stonehenge. <laughs> is it a hedge? The hedge is made of stone. <laughs> oh, I meant to say hedge. Stonehenge. <laughs> oh my lord, it's late. Um, <laughs> Stonehenge um, in the Dark Ages in England. Yes. All right. So they end up learning the rituals of the Celtic Druids um, and the coven of witches celebrating the new year by this uh, making of brooms, right? And they end up then flying from ancient England to France, mm-hmm. where they um, end up at the Notre Dame, which is unfinished, which I thought was interesting. Unfinished? Like it was not built. 
when, was kind of when they like got when there. they got there uh-huh. wasn't built. And Wally was dressed as a monster, which it was kind of they were inferring that was kind of Quasimodo ish or like you a know, gargoyle, the hunchback of Notre Dame. Ah, uh, you mm, know, yes, yes. So um, at this point, we're starting to realize. At first, you you start to kind of think Mr. Munchound or whatever his name is is the Grim Reaper. Yeah. But at this point, they get there and he says sanctuary, which is also really reminiscent of, you know, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay. And he can't enter Notre Dame. Yeah. Right. So when I was doing my research, it was saying that Pipkin was actually invoking his right of sanctuary. So uh, that's please why. Explain. He, so when you would claim sanctuary, it would be those people that were persecuted were always safe in the church. So Notre Dame is a church, oh. so they could go into the church and be safe from persecution. Okay. And so those who were persecuting were not allowed to enter and take them or harm them. Oh. Like they were considered safe. Within the, within the confines of the church. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So when he says sanctuary, that means he can't enter because Pipkin is in there oh. invoking his right of sanctuary. Okay. That's okay. interesting. I didn't yeah. catch that. Yeah. I didn't either until I read it because that because a lot of people were saying, Well, is he aware is he a vampire? Is he, you know, right. but he is the Grim Reaper type character. Correct. He couldn't enter because Wow. He he claimed sanctuary. Deep for a kid's tale. Deep for a kid's tale, right? I love it. So uh, part of what they do talk about is, you know, obviously Notre Dame is famous for the gargoyles. Right. Right. And so a lot of people feel like gargoyles are an evil entity. Yeah. Right. But they're actually not. They're misunderstood. They're misunderstood. They're actually for protection. Mm-hmm. So gargoyles were always some of the, uh, the biggest collection of gargoyles are around Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, but they're for protection in several ways. So they were put up to scare away and protect evil presence. Right. But they were also put because they had like a, it was a kind of like a uh, an ancient downspout. You know how with downspouts on our houses. Yeah. So they would have holes in their mouths when it rained. The water would go through the gargoyle and come out, and so it would keep it away from the building and out Yeah, because water would disintegrate. Right. So it was actually protecting the building itself, but then also to scare away evil. Evil. Interesting. You know what I mean? Okay. So dual purpose there for the gargoyles. Wow, love that. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That is very interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't ever think about that. Right. So then uh, the last place they head off to is um, Mexico for the Day of the Dead Festival. So that's where they learn because Tom's dressed as a skeleton. Right. Right. We also know there's probably one person that actually saw this is probably Josh Hartnett because that's where he got his hairdo. (laughs) The 90s do. (laughs) What? Tom's hair looks like very Josh Hartnett-ish. Hey, you know what? He was setting the tone for the 90s. I know, right? He was in style. Um, So basically the significance of skeletons, they are drawn with a smile Mm -hmm. when you see them during that festival because it's almost um, as to laugh at death. To say death cannot beat us. 
and color is very present. It's a two-day festival, um, and it is not a Mexican version of Halloween, so they are not, you know... Tied together. Tied together. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, color is huge. They prepare the meal of the of the people that have passed, and they prepare these altars, and they're lined with lots of vibrant colors, and specifically marigolds. Okay. Okay, which are a, a flower we use in herbalism, but um, they're very bright yellow. They sm- the smell and the color would attract the departed souls. Um, and bring them to their altar. So they created an altar for those that have passed with all of their favorite things. And so the marigolds would attract them to the altars. Yes. So that's kind of the story. They go and visit all of these places. They end up saving their friend Pip by actually, you know, he they finally realize that he is the Grim Reaper and he's come to take Pip and they offer up a year of their lives in order to save Can him. Can you imagine having a friend like that? I know. That's pretty special, right? It is very special. So each of the four kids offers up a year, like take a year from my life. Oh, ouch. Yes. So two interesting tidbits. Okay. Um, there's really not a happy ending here, although it appears to be so, right? So they consider this more of a coming-of-age tale because it carries some dark realities when you, like, actually think about it. So the kids, they paid Pip's tab, right? Right. Um, Ensuring uh, that he gets to live, but they only each gave a year. So he only gets to live for four more years. So it kind of ensures that they get to watch him die in his teenage years. Okay, ow. What? Ouch. I know. I never even thought about that. Okay, well, now I'm devastated. Mm-hmm. So it, they, they're saying that it introduces a conversation piece for children who have not grasped the concept of death. Oh, wow. Okay. To have, like, this story is kind of a conversation starter around the holiday of Halloween. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I can see it. Yeah, so I mean, we, and we 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 watched it, so we did say like, "Ooh, it's kind of dark." It is. I mean, it it's is kind of dark. dark. But one of the things I did like was that it when they go over to Stonehenge, um, <laughs> you sure it's not about hedge? The whole witches, <laughs> you know. Munshaun mentions that which when she says, "Oh, well, what did they do? Did they like turn people into toads? Did they, you know?" And he said, "Well, they did nothing." Um, and so it was basically stating that women with knowledge and information that was forbidden to them in that time period were called witches. So it's one of the more accurate historical depictions about witches in a cartoon movie alluding any relation to Satan or the supernatural that just simply being a woman and having knowledge that men, you that a, men felt you did not deserve to have made you a witch and made you wow. dangerous. Yeah, that's deep for a kid's that's movie. That's deep for a kid's movie. Way to go. That's pretty darn cool. Right. Right. 
I thought it was cool. A plus. I know. So one of the things I also found, you know, I'm always looking for little tidbits that you probably didn't know that because we did not know this movie existed. Not a clue. Or how far its reach was. Me and Jake were talking earlier. It was, it's been released on VHS like so many times. And oh, so we're many finding formats. it on VHS. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. But did you know that there is a Halloween tree in Disneyland? What? Yeah. So the Halloween tree was introduced to Disneyland in 2007 huh? with Ray Bradbury on hand for the dedication, and it was paying homage to him. What? Because he was very close friends with Walt Disney, and they're saying that the Epcot Center would have never really come to fruition if he had not written the spaceship to Earth, and that he was a very huge proponent of the Epcot Center. Yeah, what? so you can go to Disneyland and see in California the Halloween tree. What the fuck? Every wait only in October or all the time? I I that I would have to check. You know what? I think it's a Halloween. I'm upset. What do you mean? How do we not know that this existed? <laughs> Who? What? You know what? You're my mother. And I know I, I need I'm to shamed. take responsibility feel, for my ashamed. actions, but how dare you? <laughs> I feel so ashamed. What a how dare you miss mother. this? Right? Oh my what? god! I know. I'm going right away. I know. When the pandemic lifts, of course. Oh my goodness! Wow. All right, so that it's a a really cute movie. It, it is, is very. It's a little dark. I, I well, think. so me and Jake have, you know, obviously mm-hmm. we don't have kids, but we talk a lot about like if, you know, because we mm-hmm. we hope to one day have mm-hmm. a kid, what would be on their list of, mm-hmm. oh, we have to have mm-hmm. this. Like mm-hmm. we've started a box mm-hmm. of we have these movies mm-hmm. and these books. Mm-hmm. This is in there. Oh, yeah. Like, like instantly this has to be in there. Yeah. So I feel like if you have a kid, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if you're an adult too and you don't have kids, I think mm-hmm. you would enjoy it. But especially if you have kids, I feel like it really opens the door for a lot of cool conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's really a great celebration of Halloween. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I can't believe we've never known about I'm this. I'm upset that I didn't get to see it as a kid. I, I know, right? I feel robbed. I know. Oh, goodness. So my lesson is this, is like forging traditions and knowing the traditions that you celebrate. So we are asked constantly, like, what do we do to celebrate Halloween? Like, yeah. What are our traditions? So I was just going to go into a little bit about what we do. So Give our, it to me. our traditions, we are, you know, obviously Samhain. Mm-hmm. And it dates back over 2,000 years, and it's a Celtic festival um, in the area that is now known as Ireland. And if you've been watching for any length of time, you know that my heart belongs in Ireland. So, um, you know, that is really where our traditions come from. You're right. So, obviously... um, Bonfires were lit in the earliest Irish literature there's mentions of Samhain festivals. So, like I said, dates back like 2,000 years. It's considered the time of dark mysteries and rebirth through death. So we talk about this. We talk about this in our other business and our Yule traditions and how this is like welcoming the harvest and ushering in the dark part of the year. This is when you hunker down. Hearth and harvest is what it's all about, Mm -hmm. being safe in your home. And so fire is definitely a huge part of that, you know, staying warm. um, That's how you made your food. So bonfires were lit for protection and cleansing. 
Uh, and it's when the veil between the worlds is the thinnest. Mm. So again, even in Celtic tradition, it's about honoring the dead and making a place at the table for them. So celebrating the people that have passed and, you know, honoring them and remembering them in, you know, any way that you choose to do. Right. So a lot of divination goes into this holiday because the veil is thinnest and it always is uh, involving apples. And nuts, specifically hazelnuts and acorns. <laughs> nuts. <laughs> what business you insult? Nuts. nuts. <laughs> so uh, apples are considered, uh, they're associated with the other world and immortality. So when we talk about uh, King Arthur and the Round Table, which I'm definitely, you know, have an affinity for, Avalon is the Isle of Apples. Right. We know that when we cut the apple, you know, in half... We see the the pentacle, right? Fire, earth, air, water, and self. So apples play a huge part, and that's why, at this time, and when you're harvesting, talking about the harvest, all this stuff plays in. So, a lot of apples, apple pies, apple sauce, right. you know, storing apples for the winter. Apples are a great, um, you know, root crop or cellar crop. So they they keep they will keep all winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the hazelnuts were considered um, divine wisdom. So um, definitely your baking. We do a lot of baking. We do the breads. There is a Samhain bread. One of the herbs that is tied into Samhain is rosemary, your favorite. <laughs> and why, why is it? Because it's the herb of remembrance. So that when we're sweet. talking about remembering those who have passed, you know, rosemary was always usually put in the burial mm-hmm. ground and it's used in um, wedding bouquets because it's the herb of remembrance. Uh, So we make a Samhain bread that's made with rosemary um, as a way of honoring our ancestors. Right. Right. Um, Also, one of the traditions is called the sprinkling of seeds. So this is when you throw seeds out to honor those who have passed. And in the spring, there's birth, like growth. Okay. Right. So planting some rosemary would be a great way to remember um, you know, those that have passed and then bringing forth new life with the right. plant, right? Oh. I know. So your favorite thing to do at Halloween is cut pumpkins and carve pumpkins. I love pumpkins, carving pumpkins. Which also dates back to Ireland. So mm-hmm. Halloween is, you know, an Irish tradition. Um, jack-o'-lanterns were first used carving turnips. Yeah. Did you know that? I did know that. Mm-hmm. And it's based on a story called Stingy Jack. I didn't know this. Did you? Yeah, yeah. So he actually met the devil one night, and he, <laughs> Jake's pulling up carved turnips. They're pretty creepy. <laughs> They're terrifying. They are terrifying. So he met the devil one night, and he ended up tricking the devil over, I mean, the story is, I mean, look up the story. It's very right. interesting. But he ended up tricking the devil and pissing off the devil. And then when he passed away, the devil didn't want him in hell and God didn't want him in heaven. And so they gave him a can, a piece of uh, coal and he put it in a carved pumpkin and he still wanders the earth today. Ooh, so spooky. that's where the tradition of carving out the turnip. So when Irish immigrants came over to the U.S., 
um, pumpkins were native here. And then they found that they could carve those. And so that's when the, so he was called Jack of the Lantern. Ooh. And then it tr- transformed Jack into Jack-o'-lantern. Cute. Um, so turnips and beets and, root you know, ve- root, root, veggies. Ve- root veggies were used and right. carved until they came to America and found pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cute. And then, of course, the trick-or-treating is the last thing, which um, dates back. It was called um, mumming. So remember the mummers from the Renaissance Festival? Nope. All right. Well, there's a tradition (laughs) called mumming (laughs) where people, the kids would dress up in costumes and they would go door to door and they would sing songs uh, for the dead. Okay. And they were given a treat of cake as payment. Mm. And that's... Sign me up, bitch. Sign me up. Cake? (laughs) Mm -hmm, I'm coming. I am there. Yeah. And so uh, that's where the trick-or-treating Mm-hmm. Uh, custom came okay came from yeah so that's just some of the history of some of the traditions that we follow and i just thought uh you know folks would like to hear about that i think that's beautiful yeah. we get those questions a lot we do we so, do get asked that a lot i hope you guys like that spooky little lesson i know it was fun um and i feel like if you haven't seen or heard about the halloween tree here um, is your sos go watch it go watch yes. it yes um i feel like it's a good introductory mm-hmm. you know to get the conversation started about oh, yeah. the history of halloween oh yeah i really do awesome. magnificent wonderful Wow. Yay. You know what time it is. I think I do. I think it is killer quotes. All right. Mine is insist on your cup of stars from the haunting of Hill House. And that was submitted by Alex who recommended the Halloween tree. Oh, I love it. I love it. So thank you, Alex. All right. So mine is... I've spent so long in the darkness, I'd almost forgotten how beautiful the moonlight is from The Corpse Bride. And that is from The Keto Butterfly. Thank you for sending that in. That was awesome. That is beautiful. Yeah. So if you want to be next week's Killer Quote of the Week, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet. Yes. And uh, we'll we'll tell you what to do to submit a quote. Oh, my God. That was a great episode. It was, right? Very Halloween-esque. Oh, yeah. Next week's going to rock the house. Yeah, make sure you tune in next week and uh, hear what we're dressed up as for Halloween. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good one. It's a good one. All All right, right, guys. (laughs) (laughs) T-T-F-M. She's like, all right, bye, bitch. (laughs) All right. Cut print. Check the gate. Moving on.